Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to our next Cyber Talk series at Civis Cyber Institute. And today I am pleased to have very well uh, talented security professional who is CEO and founder of the Trezorate, Isvan Lam, is with me today. And the topic of the day is integrating eSign workflow as a security measure. So today we will listen to Isvan. He has a great presentation to present you with uh, very hand-picked uh, case studies how to secure workflow and the role of the usability of the security and the benefits of the electronic signature. This is a live session and the session will be recorded and uh, I will start uh, recording or I have already started recording and please use Q&A button on the bottom of the uh, windows and send us your question during the presentation. We will be very happy to have all of your questions asked to Isfan later on. My name is Samir Aliyev, and I am founder of the Civil Cyber Institute, and I am your host today. Please do not uh, do, 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 do not worry about the questions. I will take all of your questions to Isfan at the end of the, question, uh, the presentation. Isfan, stage is yours. And welcome to Civil Cyber Institute again. It will be great for me as well to listen to you to learn all the new measures, all the e-signature and the security measures that you are doing in day-to-day -day business. Stage is yours. You can start your presentation. Thank you, Samir. Uh, welcome, everyone, as well. Mm -hmm. Let me share my screen real quick. Hope you can all see this uh, uh, presentation. So I'm, um, I'm Ishtar Lam, I'm a CEO and co-founder of Trezorate. And Trezorate is um, um, an encrypted uh, cloud solution provider. And uh, what I will talk about today is, as Samir mentioned, that uh, how eSign workflows can be used as a security measure. But first, uh, um, I'll start with uh, a few case studies. This is these case studies are uh, coming from our user base. Uh, we have a big, big uh, user base uh, across the globe, and we can see multiple industries how they are using antenna encryption and even how they are using uh, signature in their uh, life. And then maybe zooming into the signing process on the traditional way, um, uh, and then about emails because we are living in an electronic or semi-electronic ways when it comes to signing. Um, and then I'll talk about uh, uh, the role of Pentium encryption um, and how we can secure that uh, um, within the business workflows. So let me start with uh, the first uh, uh, case study which is uh, uh, wealth management. Uh, this, uh, this is a Swiss uh, company. We see uh, they are uh, managing private and public wealth uh, investments, global investments, but they're managing it from Switzerland. Um, and they are uh, having security in mind, obviously, uh, this, this information and whatever they communicate with the clients is confidential, strictly confidential. And they switched uh, a couple of years ago for uh, for end-to-end -end encryption, and um, they are facing with the challenge of uh, signing with foreign clients, um, various contracts, statements, um, and that needs to be also kept confidential, while it needs to be simplified in an uh, electronic fashion. And they started using for this Trezor Design um, because Trezor Design has internet encryption and digital signature integrated. Then uh, another case study, uh, it's a European Ministry of Health. Um, that's uh, they are in this setup. They are acting as, as an independent consultative body uh, between the health insurance uh, uh, companies and, uh, and the different cases. Um, and and the, the thing is they need to meet with uh, very high standards when it comes to the data because it's sensitive medical data, what they uh, treat it. There's an accident here, there's uh, this illness there um, and they need to forward it. Um, that uh, means that when it comes to the digital space, they need the, the highest uh, available 
digital secrecy encryption uh, was paramount for, for them. Um, and by implementing this encryption, uh, they enabled the process um, to secure the medical records, obviously, um, but because they meant uh, fully electronic and also cloud-based, uh, they can. Uh, it's easier to use, so that they are used uh, by implementing, and everyone is using uh, the system. They reduce the medical errors, um, and also the uh, the patients were happier um, after after using uh, using our system. There's another case study. It's a fintech company, U-based software service company, wanted a secure solution uh, to manage the, the flow of data from their clients and the, among their their colleagues. How how that is is managed and stored. Um, how is it forwarded? And how to prevent fraud? Um, and uh, here. And uh, the integrated Anthem encryption uh, platform was uh, was helping a lot. There is another uh, case. Uh, what we see, uh, it's a, it's a legal chamber. Um, it's actually it's in the legal uh, sector. So when it comes to managing data, pre-trial or during trial, uh, it's critical um, because um, these. This some of the cases is, uh, you don't want to uh, release it until it's shown on the court. Uh, this and this um, European Chamber, they wanted to digitalize its case preparation and, and document management. Um, but also that uh, uh, some cases, these documents need to be signed, and it's better if it's kept in one place. Uh, so what they needed is is that you know. It's, uh, it's secure, so their non-reputation, integrity, security, uh, or transmission security of the storage is, is paramount. At the same time, knowing that it has been assigned by someone, it, it has been accepted, and it's in one uh, one place. But outside of the uh, the business uh, life, we also help uh, um, NGOs. In this case, a humanitarian. Help for refugees, uh, and this um, this organization, um, what they are uh, they're managing personal data. Uh, some of what life depends on 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 that that it's um, uh, protected uh, truly confidentially, and they managed to switch from a paper based uh, system uh, to a cloud based uh, system. They face with strict compliance requirements, um, and they uh, regularly see audits so that uh, uh, an electronic way, but an encrypted way, um, uh, helps their helps their life. So after the case studies, uh, um, what we see, as uh, in many cases, like there there is a traditional way of signing. And even though that we are living in a 21st century and we are um, in um, seeing digitalization everywhere, I'm still facing as a CEO. I'm still facing with uh, uh, cases when when the partner is saying that, okay, print it out, sign it, scan it, and send it back. Like, okay, I mean, there are more sophisticated ways and is it really the best way to solve the problem? Um, but even that that case, I mean, even that the, the signature is placed on the paper, the entire signature flow is much more complex. Um, first, I mean, you need to negotiate a contract. Like usually, trust uh, it's not me who's doing it. It's, there's a project manager who's uh, taking care of the negotiation with a partner. Um, or a supplier, or uh, or, or someone, uh, maybe a customer, and that uh, contract need to get to, or it gets to a stage where it need to be signed. If it's paper based, you need to print it, print that out. Uh, project manager prints that out. Then the signing manager 
might be, let, let's say it's, it's me, then I'm out, out of office. I'm not there physically. So uh, that project manager is running to uh, into my room that, okay, please sign it, but need to leave it uh, uh, to, uh, to the assistants. And then um, it sits, uh, sits there uh, for, for a while. Um, uh, then it's placed on, on a stack of papers. Uh, you know, it's placed on, um, on an on documents. In our case, we have this uh, physical letterbox inside the office for uh, uh, physical secrecy. But a lot of cases, it's just like, okay, leave it on, uh, on the desk. Um, and then when you get home, get back home, but get back to, to the office or I get back to the office and I'll look at the stack of the papers and I say, okay, I don't know what's, what's all of that, how urgent it is. Uh, I, I have other things to do. I need to answer this email. I need to run to another meeting. So I forget about it. Then uh, someone needs to remind me uh, that uh, kindly that please that particular agreement and the other particular agreement need to be signed. Okay, I'll do that uh, soon. Then finally, I put my signature on, uh, on the paper after reviewing a few quickly um, and that signature is there. Then the, the assistant uh, maybe you know, uh, scans back um, and forward it back to the uh, uh, the project manager because you know want to make things uh, faster even if it's uh, paper based usually uh, the paper based signatures where uh, on that, that okay send scan back send, uh, send back in a scanned version and then the paper based is is maybe mailed later on um, the project manager sends it back to the partner and the par uh, partner goes through the same ping pong internally. Uh, print it, sign it, uh, then scan it and send it back. There's a scanning uh, again. And then some time in, uh, in the future, the, the hard copies will be exchanged to you know, have a, a binding agreement, especially for uh, more important agreements you watch out for that for less important agreement there I and what we see on the market that kind of scanned uh, sign as scan version companies uh, accept that but for larger agreements they don't so then in the hard uh, copies are exchanged but that needs to be uh, uh, archived that needs to be uh, um, placed somewhere and kept somewhere because if if that paper burns down then then you don't have an agreement. And sometimes you forget that, but uh, uh, comparing the received documents uh, with the version, what you agreed is important. I have seen some cases where uh, sudden changes were made on the other side and, and not the agreed version was printed out and signed. And where are the breaches? So, when potential breaches, you are sending over or the negotiated con uh, contracts might be sent over in unencrypted emails. With those negotiations, um, and, and if someone gets access to those unencrypted email flow, a lot of information uh, can get out of the entire content of the contract. Then when it comes to uh, printing out um, of the documents, just Think about uh, the the secrecy level of the printing machine. How easy to uh, the, those printing machine? When was the last time you updated the firmwares and uh, and and uh, the holes on those uh, systems? So that might be uh, an, it's an attack surface. But also that if you print it out um, or someone prints it out and it was a wrong copy, then it need to be shredded. Then you need to make sure those shredded that uh, everyone shreds it, not just throw it into the uh, trash bin. Um, so it's complication as the secrecy uh, comes when when you're switching uh, to the physical world. Um, also, it's simply you you just 
leave uh, you can leave it in the printer uh, the hard copy print it out and then uh, forget about it or leave it on the desk of the signing manager which is a, uh, a violation of the of, of uh, cleanness policy or other sort of documents in management policies then how to manage different versions you know, printed out scanned versions you know, uh, the received version of 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 uh, from the partner um and i also mentioned that um, you need to protect the paper-based documents uh, um from destruction and and you need to manage different versions uh, and compare it um and keep those copies uh, and or have those copies so that what you receive what you send also with the, uh, the originals so the main threats are coming from changing the medium. So you were negotiating in an electronic uh, fashion, um, as in email or or anything else, um, or other ways. But in, usually it's done electronically. But at the same time, when it comes to come to the signature, you are managing a physical process. So that um, you change the medium, and then you need to change back. Uh, sometimes after the signature, it happens back to an electronic uh, uh, way. And that complicates stuff. So first thing, let's view or go deeper into uh, parts of the email uh, ping-ponging, how to, how to solve that. How negotiation it looks like that the project manager sends out uh, an email to the counterparty um, that partner, uh, project manager, or sales representative uh, contact person um, is sending it or forwarding it to the in-house lawyer or external lawyer to review those, those changes. The lawyer may consult with uh, your lawyer that okay these uh, changes are happening or why do, do you need these changes and then maybe it gets back to uh, to the the project manager and in reality much more email exchanges uh, happen but the the problem here and that the attachments in the email body itself uh, can go through multiple stakeholders unencrypted so that the, when a document is uh, is going through this flow, going through this ping-pong, it's, it's a problem. And what can it go wrong um, with this? I mean, you lose uh, privacy, there are tons of data breaches can happen if, if you're not protecting the email inboxes properly or the partner is not pro uh, protecting their email inboxes properly, then it might arise uh, legal liabilities, um, and also PR uh, case uh, and so on. Uh, and then uh, what what I think uh, um, is uh, it's important is the like I mean most of the cases uh, companies are afraid of the um, of, of uh, the threats coming from emails. This is not just about the encryption; it's a much more complex way. But one part of that is what if if I lose, uh, what if someone gets into the inboxes of, of uh, my employees or what if someone gets into the inboxes of my partner's employees and uh, uh, that threat is there, it's, it's, uh, it's really there. Um, and what can we do for you? Um, I mean, in this case, just uh, um, we, we have a solution with our Anten encrypted platform um it's basically uh, uh, um, you can encrypt your normal emails revoke anytime if you if you want um you can access these emails from e multiple email clients or browser um, as well or even mobile so it doesn't need to be a special uh, system to be set up for for this um and it can you just one click so this uh, users don't need to worry about uh, the complexity of email encryption and you can use continue using your your uh, your existing email address your existing email provider you don't need to change networks and stuff 
Um, and then very important in, in all of this uh, uh, system, the encrypted materials, you can even change, uh, choose which country to, uh, um, to go through and it, uh, the data will not go to other countries other than the recipient's country. Um, and then uh, the next question is like, okay, then end-to-end -end encryption. We talked about end-to-end -end encryption. Why is the difference in email encryption in, in terms of storing the documents? What's, what's in, in, in that and how can it secure uh, the workflows? So end-to-end -end encryption is uh, to understand what it means. You need to understand when you are storing a document, sending over the documents, and through a cloud provider or cloud-based system, what happens, the, the mo uh, most simplified uh, uh, cases, that uh, you as a sender upload it to your server in the cloud. Um, and that upload, it's usually in transmission, in encryption in transmission, it's basically HTTPS almost uh, uh, all the time. But HTTPS encryption ends at the server. The data is decrypted on the server side, on the cloud side. There might be an at-rest encryption uh, when it's placed on the storage of you know, that uh, cloud provider. Um, and that uh, encryption in that case, the encryption process and the keys are managed uh, by the cloud provider. Um, so when someone would like to uh, access that data, for instance, there's a storage system uh, or there's an email uh, system, the recipients uh, uh, want to download the data or uh, then, then um, uh, the system retrieves it from that storage and hand it over to the recipient. But the point is that the provider itself can access uh, the data. With end-to-end encryption, uh, this, the data stays encrypted from the point you upload it, uh, upload it to the cloud. So the data leaves your organization until uh, it gets to, uh, to the recipient. So the data is never encrypted at any stage in between. Um, and this basically ensures that you and your organization stays in control uh, of uh, whatever data um, uh, you do. So why is it good? Because obviously it increases your uh, secrecy, but it's also that it simplifies the compliance with the, the privacy regulations. Uh, just simply the encrypted data, what is stored with us, it's not uh, encrypted private data is not private data from our perspective because what we are storing is gibberish. What we see cannot be used to identify anyone because we don't, as a provider, have access uh, to, to the keys and uh, the original material. Also, another thing, when you are, for instance, I mentioned in, uh, in the presentation, in case of wealth management, it is important also communicate, not just to, uh, to your clients uh, that, okay, I'm meeting with compliance, but also showing uh, the feeling that I respect your data. This is your personal wealth. This is your family wealth. And um, I respect you as my dear client and your, uh, your privacy so much that I choose the highest uh, available standard uh, for your data. So that's that's also helps in, in confidence uh, from your clients and partners. So then, here, uh, where is uh, what about uh, e-signatures? So e-signatures itself, uh, it's, there are multiple uh, way, multiple e-signatures, but in, in general, um, it can enable you to prevent forgery. Um, it can enable to um, uh, avoid uh, unauthorized access and um, and then you can have data integrity that the same doc documents you know that what you started in the signature process is what you end up with you don't need to compare the physical documents with 
with the agreed version of the documents and so on, because it's there, you can make a connection um, um, uh, easily. And, and when it comes to uh, the workflows, um, obviously, uh, the, when, when you integrate the signature into your way of doing your business, um, the example, what I started with, uh, the signature example, um, that time consuming uh, and complex uh, uh, process can be simplified and prune to errors. Then um, um, the whole system, the whole workflow can kept in the digital space. You don't need to break the medium. Um, and, and also that um, you don't necessarily need to just have signatures for uh, agreements, but you uh, might want the document internal approvals uh, or internal uh, agreements, minutes, which not necessarily a legal agreement, um, and you would not do a signature, but uh, in paper-based, but in a digital world, if it's so easy, simple to do, you can do that. And the documentation is done properly then. Um, and the whole point of the, doing this is that you increase uh, security, reliability, um, the way of doing business can be easier. You don't need to wait for um, your project manager or the customer's project manager to get to the signature uh, uh, party. You can close the deals er er earlier or you can get uh, the required uh, partner on board earlier. Um, and that uh, the point is that it can be integrated into your way of working. It doesn't uh, necessarily need to, uh, you don't necessarily need to introduce new workflows. And what, what is important when it comes to, uh, for instance, legal bindingness, different types of e-signatures can be binding in different uh, jurisdictions. But the point is bindingness uh, is, uh, is also can be achieved depending on uh, the jurisdiction. Treasurate, we are uh, providing uh, simple e-signature worldwide and uh, simple e-signature is a EU term, but it's similar in the US, uh, for instance, uh, which is what signature, but in the EU it's a simple e-signature. And in Switzerland, we introduced uh, qualified e-signature, which I will talk about uh, soon. And in the EU, we will uh, also uh, in, uh, introducing qualified e-signature soon. Um, which means the qualified is uh, equal to the paper, completely equal to the paper-based uh, signature in terms of bindingness. Um, and when it comes to the treasury, the signature products, uh, why people, why those uh, uh, companies switched uh, to using this? I mean, it's, as I mentioned, it uses the same end-to-end -end encryption. And this is unique, the other, I mean, Treasury itself is unique in terms of using and encryption, but we developed our uh, e-signature product with keeping that promise in, in mind that the, the even the, the signed documents on our platforms cannot be viewed any of our stuff or any of our systems. So that's, uh, that's there. And, uh, um, and you, you can have the same uh, access control. You can have uh, the document management lifecycle, um, uh, what's built in and Treasury integrated with that, also integrated with uh, the email encryption, which is on uh, the Treasury uh, uh, platform. Oh, and here you can uh, see, oh, sorry, we haven't started uh, there. Nice uh, uh, little animation about that. So the signature can be done uh, with a simple verification or more uh, complex verification if it's required. Mm. So what, uh, what a more complex for getting a qualified signature, the person of the other side needs to be identified uh, a lot more. And this means that um, uh, reading in the ID card, uh, looking at video identification and so on. And, and that's 
that's a more complex and not every use case requires uh, uh, that signature. But we introduce that in Switzerland, as I mentioned, we will introduce it in uh, other parts of uh, uh, or inside EU uh, soon. And with this uh, uh, partnership with Swiss, uh, Swiss Society, um, you can have basically um, paper equivalent signature. And there. So, to, uh, as a kind of wrap up, what what I was uh, uh, talking at the closing to uh, to the end of my presentation, what are the uh, risks of uh, unencrypted uh, workflows? Obviously, uh, data breaches and insider threats from from uh, the providers what you are using. If the information is encrypted all the way, then you don't need to worry about, or you need to worry less about the systems you are using and uh, the data goes through. Um, when it comes to unencrypted information management, uh, then compliance issues is there. There are many, many breaches, many, many uh, cases when, um, where an accident uh, happens, data was leaked, and they found it could have been uh, prevented by simply uh, using encryption. And then it was uh, found that there's um, um, also a compliance issue because okay, they didn't choose the right tools uh, available. There's also a reputational damage. Why didn't you choose the right tools? When you are uh, having a breach, um, it's um, Obvious next to the reputational damage, which uh, uh, itself is a financial loss, but because of uh, many other reasons, fines, uh, you may uh, face with the financial loss. And then after that, uh, you may face with uh, a lot of um, uh, troubles, legal cases, um, um, and that might disrupt your entire business. So the risks are high when it comes to not securing. Uh, uh, your information. Then uh, I was talking about one part of your communication, emails, some of the files, uh, which documents, uh, which being signed. But I want to highlight that when it uh, comes to to your daily life and managing your, your workflows, let's not forget that um, the negotiations might happen uh, through uh, a video conferencing, um, uh, tools, whether it's secured or not, and uh, there might be other system you use um, on the way of, of forwarding information, for instance, an EHR uh, system in case of poor healthcare clients. Um, so there are many, many aspects uh, of your uh, workflows. Uh, what I covered is like very, very narrowly to the uh, to the document management and the signature pr uh, process. But when it comes to uh, to to your decision as um, someone in charge for managing the information secrecy inside an organization, then you need to also consider other aspects to, to have an umbrella ahead of you. So as a, uh, as a summary, what I was uh, uh, talking about the signature in general is industry agnostic, most of the cases. Um, it can be uh, uh, adopted almost in all industries. Then um, it, it, when you are switching from physical to, uh, to an electronic signature, you can also view not just the simplification of the business process, but as a security measure on contracts and how you manage the, uh, the contracts. Because the traditional way, uh, as I showed you, has many potential breaches. Uh, then uh, negotiating the contract, let's not forget about it, that it's uh, is, uh, is part of the contracting uh, management. And um, that uh, can leak highly classified information if, if you don't in, include inside a, the whole workflow of the signature, because the same document is actually pinpointed uh, uh, earlier, what is included later on in the signature process. So just 
securing your signature parts of your workflow doesn't make sense if you don't um, meet with the same demands or have the same level of secrecy uh, on the email uh, parts or the actually the contract negotiating part. I co cover the end-to-end encryption, which is uh, uh, the highest level of uh, uh, protecting the information. Um, and because only the sender and the recipients can see the, uh, its content, no one else in, on its way. So that, that concept, if it's uh, used in, in document management and the signature and the emails, then uh, can help you a lot. Um, any sign, as I mentioned, it can be a, a security measure because simplified workflow uh, solved many security issues. And we have an integrated solution for these three uh, problems with uh, from the document management to to the email and, and signatures as well. So with this, uh, I conclude my presentation. Thank you very much uh, for your attention. And I'm ready for your questions. Samir, back to you, Samir. Yes, Ishvan, thank you very much for the great presentation. It was really useful for our attendees. Hopefully everyone enjoyed. We are looking forward to receive the questions and I have already something to ask you. Uh, first of all, uh, is there any future for you that was implement AI technologies developments right now, what we are seeing to your technology? Uh, do you see any collaboration between the e-signature and the AI together can work better for better security, better future? Um, in, in terms of AI and contract management in general, mm -hmm. there are yes. a lot of uh, 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 examples, contract management systems, which are using, for instance, AI uh, to, um, for, uh, the first, I mean, the, the, the first kind of AIs were in the document management world, like the OCRs, you know, the object, uh, uh, yeah. uh, so the, the character recognition uh, systems, and you know, the scan documents, do they match with the, uh, the printed out documents? Mm -hmm. That was the first kind of uh, uh, things back in the old days when uh, OCRs were uh, or, or, or good. Now that the uh, AIs are like more complex in the sense of a contract can be can be done and, and then put into the places whether it meets with certain requirements and so on and so on. That's that part is there and there are some providers who uh, who is um... okay. I think there's something wrong do you do you hear me well still um i don't know I, I, some someone is uh, um start uh, the whiteboard okay is... Sorry, that was a mistake uh the next question i have for you uh, uh right now the, the e using e-signature for the contracts for the negotiation to security all those e-signatures are recognized by courts or not? In case we have an issue, we are going in front of the court. Are those e-signatures are recognized? Um, well, depends. That's the uh, uh, that's the the short answer. Um, but let me elaborate on this uh, so that the e-signatures. Um, it started by both in the EU and the US, the creating this kind of different uh, e-signature um, uh, kind of uh, laws back in the early uh, 2000s, uh, so that the, the digital signature can be recognized as, as similar to to um, uh, to handwritten one. But it's also that like there are other things. So there are two kind of of uh, directions, what we can see in the market. One is is uh, going back to like um, an online transaction, like uh, 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 proof or level of proof, which 
just go uh, think about it when you go to to amazon.com or or you buy something online you are making a contract or when you go to your website uh, and uh, go to facebook and you're giving up your personal information your personal yes. life and everything that oh, well, here I am, you can take uh, my personal information. You don't sign a paper-based contract, you just underclick. Yes, um, that's true. Uh, so though the contracts can be made on, on, um, uh, on, on just by actions, and that is recognized, I mean, or the whole, whole digital or online uh, world, depended on and, and most of the uh, e-commerce is, is is just depending on this type of contract relationship with the others um, so that exists there and that is the simple signature so when it comes to like the uh, the digital well or e-commerce type of of contracting then that's this digital signature the identification there is is lower so what do you try, mm -hmm. try to um, identify is try to connect it to IP address, email address, phone number, but you don't necessarily be sure whether that exact natural person is there, but, uh, but in this case, it is suspected. When it is life or death situation, then, then it might not be enough at the core, but, uh, uh, um, you know, can, Facebook proof that you have given up on your um, personal information. So far, yes. So far, they can defend by just underclicking. Can can an e-commerce platform or web shop can you know uh, win the case on court that okay that person wanted to buy from me, underclicked and then purchased with a credit card, then kind of like on a court cases uh, it might be less mm -hmm. but that's the simple signature um as ADAS, the european regulation uh, mm -hmm. says then the level of identification um, for other types of of contracts uh, uh, sometimes required by law um and sometimes uh, um, required by just the, the level of the transactions or by uh, the contracting parties who want to say, yes, I want to have uh, the similar bindingness as the paper-based uh, uh, contract. I, this e-commerce type of uh, uh, digital transaction is not enough for me. Um, give you an example here. You cannot sell your house. In most of the jurisdictions, you cannot sell your house electronically um, with an electronic signature, even with a qualified signature which is like the highest level of identification. In some jurisdictions, you need to go to a notary to sell your house so that not every contract can be moved entirely into the digital space unless you have a digital notary. But that, mm -hmm. uh, um, um, that itself, uh, um, a normal like a civil kind of contracts uh, uh, can be entirely moved for qualified uh, signatures. So the, the, uh, the qualified signature uh, means that the natural persons are identified. So it's not like an email address that I, uh, I, I can prove that someone has an access to that email address or I can prove that a transaction was coming from that IP address or that phone number that SMS can be read. Um, that natural person needs to be identified. That means that um, back in the early 20s, or um, it, it meant, or the 2000s, sorry, 2000s, it meant that you went to some, to an office, um, physically you went with your passport um, and you get the smart card in return with your private key. And that was binding to, uh, to you. And there was a, this certificate authority who issued uh, the certificate, which was on that smart card. And then with the smart card, putting it into a special reader with a special computer, you can create a qualified uh, signature. How cumbersome. So then okay. uh, to, uh, today, uh, is, is it can be done, this identification can be done like electronically, video uh, uh, lines. Yeah. 
uh, or voice recognition as well. I was going to my bank last week and they asked me that we have a new uh, technology to recognize you by voice instead of asking uh, security questions. Then I said I shouldn't answer all the questions again and again. And now there are some new the innovations in the e-signature. You just talk a lot for the teams, for the corporate, corporate solutions. What do you advise also to the individual uh, people that they might secure their documents, they might secure their, for example, insurance contract or a contract with their colleagues, I don't know what. Do you, do you advise us to use the e-signature for a private purpose? Well, I don't know if um, if you had an experience as a private person, but I, I did like uh, print out, uh, print out, sign it and scan and send it back type of uh, um, contracting. Yes, as a private person, you are um, maybe less, you know, uh, you, you manage less contracts. And in mm -hmm. also the private persons are signing just a few contracts um, in their life uh, or per year. So um, it might not be uh, good like training, get, get through and get to know a new systems, new system for a, uh, for a signatures who doesn't necessarily want to use a new system. But if you are having a system which you already use, uh, and you're familiar with that uh, for your private uh, use, then uh, using it in your private life might simplify uh, uh, your life. But yeah. um, but when it comes to like uh, private individuals, I think uh, the signature should be on the other way, so that the when you're a private person, you are contracting with a company. So that might be you're contracting with a private person, but you're contracting with a company, then the company is sending you the, uh, the digital signature enabled uh, something. Mm -hmm. We have one other very interesting question. Hopefully you have some uh, answer to it, but you shouldn't also have. Is there any country where you can use a digital signature to vote for parliament members? Like voting with digital signature. Uh, can you, uh, uh, can you repeat? So that, is there any uh, country where you, country where you can yes. use the digital signature or, or e-signature for the parliamentary vote? Oh, uh, so e-voting. Uh, um, e-voting, uh, exactly. Okay, uh, e-voting is, I think, is uh, is different. Um, is, in many ways, it is a different uh, uh, question than, um, than signing a digital signature. Um, because uh, um, e-voting is, is um, I mean, in, in Switzerland itself, is mm -hmm. in, in being discussed and being introduced. Um, uh, but e-voting, the most important thing that uh, anonymity, while you are signing a contract, that <laughs> what I was telling, that the other person, how the other person is identified in the contract. But when it comes to voting, then you you shouldn't stay anonymous. So that it can be done with cryptographic way that on a way that it is a kind of a, a blank signature tricks, but it's a different system and a different way of, of, of doing it. But it's a different requirement as well. But e-voting exists. Uh, and, and I hope it will exist because uh, I think it's much better and um, much more secure than letter-based uh, voting or, or something yeah. like that. Great. Great. I believe uh, we have already answered all the questions. Last but not least, I have one more question. We talk a lot uh, the e-signature and the recently Apple also introduced to sign the contracts or papers through the iPhone or Adobe. Uh, are there, uh, can we count them as an e-signature kind of real signature because we might use them in a private or uh, the business purpose? 
Um, Adobe, I use a lot, and then Adobe has a signature platform, and and um, I'm, I'm familiar with. Um, and and yes, uh, they are introducing the stack giants also introducing mainly the, what we are talking about is simple. So it's that's a simple signature, which is most of the cases is enough. It needs to be you know to consult with uh, uh, with your lawyer to to decide whether it's enough for the, for the transaction. But uh, simple signature for simple transactions, it, it might be enough. Um, and and I think it's 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 great that it's it's happening. And it's um, in this case, for instance, uh, Apple. Then you already a lot of people are are familiar with Apple systems. As I mentioned to you, that uh, as a uh, as a private person, you may not. Uh, it, I may not advise you to start using a new platform just for e-signature because you will uh, sign a few uh, agreements per per year. Um, but a lot of people are familiar with uh, Google or uh, Apple uh, products, and then then they can start using uh, uh, e-signature, and that's good you know, because then you know, less paper. Um, and it's also that um, simplified uh, workflow. Yes, that's that. Uh, that's yeah. a great thing. Step forward to this digital world. Good. That was very informative session. Thank you very much, Ishvan. And we pleased to have you here. I have last more, one more question. Let me ask this one, and we can close the session later on. Uh, could this option be considered for remote areas with? Uh, scare uh, the TV is a limited internet access mm. well um, or platforms so treasure it um, itself um, yes. relies happily heavily on on the internet um, yes. with scarce internet connection it doesn't mean it can with bad internet connection it doesn't work um, it works with with that, but it's uh, requires internet uh, uh, connection. There yes. are digital sig signature platforms. Uh, actually, the the old fashioned uh, ways with the smart cards and stuff that works without internet. That's uh, that's actually uh, um, um, can be used even for qualified signature to generate qualified signature, um, and it's there. Perfect. So thanks a lot, this one. It was uh, also very good for me. Also, I, I learned a lot today, and I hope our attendees also enjoyed the session. And we will send the recordings to you in case you missed part of it, and you can watch always to it uh, through the link that you will receive. And uh, we would like to see you again at our events, this one. It was great to hear again from Trezor last, like last year. We heard you from at our global cyber conference. And thanks a lot. Enjoy your stay in Bern and have a nice, lovely evening. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a nice evening. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Stay safe.